welcome to the Nerd Party. It's not working. How long since you've cleaned the heads? The what? The heads. Do you have any alcohol? To drink? What? No, no, to clean it. Check the tracking. The rental place closes in two hours. Shut up, shut up. It's working. Time for a retro perspective. Hello and welcome to Retro Perspective, the show on the Nerd Party, where we take a look at all of the movies released 25 years ago this week. I'm Mike. I'm John. And today we're going to take a look at the movies released on June 3rd, 1994. Uh, So yeah, there were, well, there was actually one movie released on June 1st, and then there were five movies released on June 3rd. So I guess if we start with the movie released on June 1st, it's A Gift from Heaven. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know anything about this. Nope. Yeah. Didn't yeah. track. There was no no reviews. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, then on June 3rd, there's Grief, which was really hard to find anything on because grief is not very descriptive in terms of titles and it's very small and everything like that. It looks like Ileana Douglas was in it. Um, got 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nothing in terms of box office. So, Yeah, skipped it. Even though I do like Ileana Douglas. I think she's yeah. a, a fine actress. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. Uh, number 15 at the box office yeah. for June 3rd. With $24,000 and an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, clearly the the most beloved movie of the week, Fear of a Black Hat. Yeah. Did you watch this? I did. Me too. Excellent. I am glad to hear that. I have I have wanted to watch this for 25 years. This is another one of those ones where it was, you know, it, it's just been on the queue for so long that it, it you know, it, it's in the forgotten section and so i was thrilled to go around and uh have a chance to see it finally i had never heard of it up until now but the trailer intrigued me and the reviews intrigued me so i was like yeah let's watch this so so this was directed written and starring rusty cun cundif i thought it was cundif but cundif i could go with too i I, I, I don't know i'm not authoritative on that at all yeah he directed a bunch of uh, episodes of Chappelle's show and Tales from the Hood and Tales from the Hood 2, which I think was just, just came out like a year ago. He's done, he's done a number of other things too, but those are the main ones. So, yeah, do you want to give a description of this? Yeah, I do. Uh, imagine Spinal Tap, but done about a fictional rap group uh, in the early 90s. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, and uh, a lot of pretty big name actors. I mean, not big names, but like people who you would recognize. Oh yeah, oh for yeah. sure. This this movie is chock full of people. Where you say, oh that guy, oh her, oh I've seen that person before. Yeah, a lot of those people. Yeah, and and like when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh this is like teeny teeny tiny, isn't it? But I guess it's not that teeny, teeny, tiny. But the the premise is that the filmmaker is a a woman named Nina Blackburn, played by Casey Lemons, who was in um, Silence of the Lambs. She was... The training friend, partner, roommate. 
person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's following around these three guys who ha- are, are in a group and uh, their trials and tribulations. And yeah. <laughs> Uh, of nwh comprised of ice cold tasty taste and tone deaf yeah there's a lot of that stuff there's there's a scene where they're they're making a movie which Mm -hmm. i forget what the name of the movie was called but it's a play on new jack city and oh yeah yes yeah um (laughs) yeah what was the the name of the guy Uh, like like jike Spingleton or something like that. Right. It, yeah, it was making fun of Spike Lee and uh and John Singleton. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you know who else shows up in this movie? Penny Johnson Gerald, Cassidy Yates from Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember seeing her and like sitting up. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like this movie a lot. Um so did I. I got I got legitimate laughs out of this. Yeah, it's really funny and uh really kind of like a well, it's a satire of, you know, sort of like everything that was going on in the early 90s and everything like that. And it's pretty, pretty uh, smart satire, pretty witty and, uh, you know, some interesting social commentary and everything like that. It's 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 solid. I uh, I found the most interesting thing about it was NWH. Like, I don't associate anybody like NWA is a group where they gave off that aura of you would never make fun of them. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that he did, I thought was just like, <laughs> it was a gutsy move. I was like, all right, you go you. That's great. Mm-hmm. And um, like so many of the things, just exposing so much of like how much of that can be an act. You know, everybody loves to roll out, for instance, like Tupac as an example, where it's like, you know, come on. <laughs> He went to a private school studying ballet. He didn't really know about the hood too much before his persona was created sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They even say like, they're like, what neighborhood are you from? And they're like, oh, a really, really bad one. And they're like, yeah. well, where? And they're like, we don't like to say, but it was really bad. Yeah. It's so bad. We don't want anybody going there. Yeah. I And the thing is that the fact that they work in, uh, you know, okay, minor spoiler, I guess, but the fact that they work in. You know, just like in Spinal Tap, just like in any any movie uh, like this where, you know, the group breaks up, they want to go their own way. And so they have troubles and everything. And they took the time to make fun of sort of the offshoot R&B genres all the way down to CNC Music Factory. I mm-hmm. was like, like he he really went all out to make fun of everybody on the planet yeah. at that time. There was even the white rapper, Vanilla Sherbert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean they did some good stuff there. I I I liked it a lot. It was a nice surprise. You know, I was I was debating between this and one of the other movies for this week and I was going to go with one of the other movies because I was like familiar with the filmmakers but the reviews weren't so good and I'm glad that I went with this one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. I I consider this uh crossing the T dotting the I on on something, you know, from from long ago that I wanted to see. Yeah. Absolutely. And this movie is available on Amazon Prime, at least in America. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if you've got Amazon Prime, check it out. Uh, it's well worth the time. Yeah, and it's short. It's under an hour and a half, which is also cool. Yeah. And although I, I would say that you definitely will enjoy it even more if you have 
even a passing knowledge of the rap scene from that era. Mm-hmm. You'll still enjoy it if you don't, but if you have a little bit of knowledge about, I mean, actually, you know what? I'd say if you've seen Straight Out of Compton, this movie's surprisingly relevant again. Yeah. So, yeah. So number ten at the box office, making a million dollars with a forty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, is The Endless Summer Two. Now, I'm not familiar with The Endless Summer One, but watching the trailer for this one, it seems like basically back in the 60s, some guy made like a surfing movie. Yeah. And then like 20, 30 years later, he made another one. Yep. Are you? Did you watch this? Nope. <laughs> Have because you seen... This is like having a movie called The Never-Ending Story 2, right? Which does exist. Yeah. It's false advertising. You said it was endless last time. And, you know, and I, I don't know. I just don't dig on surfing culture. I, I you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I, I did just see this movie uh, called um, Surfer Teen Confronts Fear. That sounds like a bad title of a bad movie. What what is it about? Boy, um, that's a good question. Um, uh oh, there's a teen who surfs, or he's trying to surf. He's not very good, and his dad died, I believe, in combat, and he's, you know, at the beach, and all of a sudden his dad shows up, and he's like, "What, dad?" And his dad starts talking to him about life and everything and how surfing is life and, and everything like that. And then, you know, it's kind of weird that his dad is there. Well, how is that possible? And it turns out that, you know, it's like his dad's spirit, but his dad is actually dead. But, the, you know, what what he did was he, like at one point he starts like puking up like uh, octopus, like oil stuff. And it turns out that he was made out of like seaweed and, you know, and, um, yeah, this movie is really, really bad. Um, so much so that it's, uh, well, a, a lot of people think that it could be the next room. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, now I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, you can watch the trailer. And, I mean, like, the first half is amazing just because, like, like this guy goes on these, like, monologues for, like, minutes and minutes and minutes where he's talking about all of this, like, really, really spiritual stuff that doesn't make any sense at all, you know? <laughs> and then, like, you get, like, halfway through and it's, it's, a, it's kind of a gear shift movie. Like, the first half is just, like, him talking to his son. Second half... Like, it turns out that he's actually not really dead, but he's, like, in a in a, a VA hospital, and, like, he's, like, can't communicate with the outside world, and then there's, like, something with, like, MPs going around, and I, I don't know, it, it goes to some weird places, and basically ends with this kid coming to the realization that, like, okay, yeah, because his dad told him, like he has to go surf. And then the last like 20 minutes of the movie are just a montage of this kid surfing. And it's wow. really boring. Wow. <laughs> okay. But you know what? So long as we're on the topic, uh-huh. I can't think of a, a single surfer movie that I've seen or even heard about that 
everybody loved who wasn't like already a part of the culture. Uh, like there's been well, no like that there is one. What? Point break. Okay, see. All right, I asked for that. Fine. <laughs> I I I walked right into that one. I completely walked right into that one. But no, I I'm talking about like something that's about surfer culture, right? Like there's always this feeling everybody knows it's, a, it, it's like skater culture, right? It it's something not everybody is a part of. Why is it so hard for somebody to make a movie that could make me sit in an audience or anybody sit in an audience and not say, oh, I want to go surf, but to nod our heads and say, I get it. Okay, I I get why you like that so much. I mean, I'm not a fan of it or anything, but I mean, I really do think that Point Break does that, you know, or tries to do that. That's the closest that you'll get, you know, this bond between two guys over surfing you know, and it is kind of getting into like the spiritual side of things and everything like that. Like, I think that's what Point Break was. I mm. do. Okay. Um, I mean, I I could see the argument for that. I you know, I think Point Break is one of those movies that's charmingly bad. Like, it, it's it's memorable because the talent in it is good enough to keep you watching, even though. Like, it, it, you know, if, if it didn't have Patrick Swayze in it, for instance, or Gary Busey being Gary Busey, you would tune out of that movie in two seconds. I mean, Keanu Reeves, though, right? No, Keanu Reeves is fine. Yeah, I got yeah. no problem with Keanu Reeves. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's it's one of those things where the casting and the time capsule nature of Point Break has really powered it, I think, yeah. more than actual quality and that's not to take anything away from Catherine Bigelow who I think is a tremendous director and I still steer people toward uh, seeing the movie Near Dark uh, which was her vampire movie from the 80s yeah you should see that I did see it I, I finally oh, saw right. it I wasn't yeah. impressed but I thought it was a good Strange movie. Days on the other hand oh, Strange Days is phenomenal yeah terrific film and Zero Dark Love 30 it. those two yes yeah how good how could, how could you go wrong with either one? But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I would love to see somebody make a surfer movie where like I could finally get it where I could finally latch on to what made the culture, you know, without like an action movie trapping or anything like that, but something where I could really, maybe the endless summer one is the one that does it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's a documentary kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. can't I, I'm, I'm with you in that I don't quite understand it, but I guess mm. it just is what it is. You know what? Uh, another culture that I don't understand. What's that? Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Look, I understand the fascina- fascination with the myth of the cowboy. Uh-huh. You know, like the the rugged, you know, individualist who you know strong silent type you know it's it's like billy zane um talking to dana delaney when they get off the carriage in tombstone and she's uh taken immediately with uh you know wyatt earp standing in the sun and he says oh look at him you know the rough cut and the you know standing there strong in the sun you know it's like i i can kind of get that but that's sort of the the extent of it i guess like okay I, you know, I all right well, I like I, I understand westerns like to to an extent, not to a 1994 extent, but to an extent. Um, mm-hmm. But I do not understand the cowboy way. 
Um, which is why I didn't watch the number five movie at the box office this week, The Cowboy Way, uh, starring uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Woody Harrelson, with a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Did you did you watch The Cowboy Way? I didn't. It was one that I I had a passing interest in back then, but. I'm pretty sure, uh, here's, here's his weekly mention, my friend Joey saw it and came out of it just like, this movie's terrible. Um, and I remember that in one of those film flubs books at the time, because pre-internet you had to buy a book to find out about all the film flubs that somebody found, yeah. um, they pointed to Cowboy Way in specific uh, because they're driving through Times Square, and apparently during the conversation, you see the same Roy Rogers pass like Woody Harrelson three times or something like that. Yeah, common continuity error sort of stuff. I, I rewatched the trailer, and I just there didn't seem to be anything that really you know caught yeah. on for me. I had never heard of it either, but you know, um, I, I watched the trailer, and I mean, even though. You know, it's got Ernie Hudson in it, which, you know, was second week in a row or close to it that, that we've had an Ernie Hudson movie because he was mm-hmm. in The Crow. But yep. even with that, not enough to get me to watch this movie. So, eh. I I mean, it looked to be a, like a fish out of water movie and it like that has a certain appeal. But like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe in 94 I would have been less tired of it, but I'm just sort of tired of that like... Oh, if New York City could just get some down home, you know, wrestling, gunplay, lassoing, the city would make more sense. It's like, no, New York City's already got plenty of that going on. So let's try to cut down on more of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I'm surprised at how well this movie did. Um, I mean, $7.3 million. It's and not, not like that's an outrageous amount, but it's more than I would have expected. So, yeah. Anyway. The top movie for the for the week, coming in at number four with eight point two million dollars, was Renaissance Man. This yeah. movie had a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and this was the other movie which I was really considering watching because it was directed by Penny Marshall. Yep, um, I like her work quite a bit, and Danny DeVito was in it. And yeah, did you watch this one? I came within a hair's breadth. I didn't have time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was very close to watching it. I just couldn't squeeze it into the schedule. I might actually double back and see it just for all of the reasons uh, that you mentioned. Although, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, you know, the classroom thing of like, if, if I could just make these kids learn, mm-hmm. all of their problems would be solved. Yeah, and that seemed to be like a running thing back in the 90s, like in this time oh, yeah. period. There are a lot of movies oh, yeah. like that. And oh, yeah. the reviews on this being so bad, too, it's, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way. I mean, it feels like that Joe Pesci movie that just came out a few weeks ago is the same thing. Oh, you yeah. mean a few weeks ago in 90, uh, yeah, yeah. with honors? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that, you know, now that the time has passed, I think that's just one that I missed. So, sorry. Sorry, yeah. everybody. No, oh, well. nah, it's okay. All right. So let's look ahead to next week, June 10th, 1994. Only three movies this week, but uh, mm. boy, you know what? It's quite a week, I think. I've seen two of them already. I've only so. seen one, but I'm definitely going to watch two of them. Without oh, a doubt. 
<laughs> What's the one that you missed, Mike? Uh, we will find out next week. But the three okay. movies which are coming out next week are Three Colors White, mm-hmm. City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, mm-hmm. and Speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the movie, you know, everybody points to The Matrix, but that is the movie that was the career restart. That was the reset button for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, that was uh, a major surprise success. Uh, and just, a, just it, I think it's just the first in a long line of movies. Don't ever count Keanu Reeves out. Yeah. Even even here, you would think. Um, I my, my coworker gave me this book, uh, which was the... 20th Century Fox book from given out at Show West 1996. Okay, so like yeah. the, the what's now CinemaCon. So and they have I mean tons of stuff with all of the projects that they're working on. Very first thing Star Wars trilogy special edition. You know, Independence mm-hmm. Day. Like everything yep. that was coming out for like the next couple of years. And some of it's like pretty pretty crazy cool stuff. Um, and some of it is like, oh, well, you know, like that. Okay. But here, Speed 2. Yes. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock return for the follow-up to the box office and critical smash hit from the summer of 94. Spoilers. And and then it goes on from there. This there was one time it, it was it was enough of a done deal to say that Keanu Reeves was coming back for Speed Two. Yep, never happened. Yeah, no spoilers. It did not. Yeah, I've never seen Speed Two. Oh, I saw that opening day. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. Ah, uh, but in the meantime, John, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, look for Kessel Junkie, uh, KesselJunkie.com. You can find Kessel Junkie on Goodreads, on Letterboxd, and you can find me here on the network co-hosting a Star Wars podcast called Aggressive Negotiations. And as an added tease, very recently we uh, recorded a full-length commentary for The Phantom Menace. Uh, So, you know, in honor of its 20th anniversary, so... Go on over and give that a listen. Uh, but that's where you can find me. Mike, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. And you can also find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage. All right. I guess that's pretty much it for this week. Next week's going to be a big one. I'm excited. Are you excited? Oh, I'm so, so very excited. Uh, because I I have a feeling I know one of the two you didn't see. I can't wait to talk about that one again. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, be kind, rewind. Rewind.